You are listening to the You Are Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Denanio, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode 15, I'm speaking with an executive coach and lawyer. This guest worked as a litigator and manager in big law before following her passion to become a coach and consultant. Based in Ashburn, Virginia, today's guest is Becky Morrison. Welcome to the podcast, Becky. Thank you, Kyla. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Oh, of course. Would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. So as you said, my name is Becky Morrison. I'm a full-time executive coach who helps driven leaders step into their next level authentic leadership. And the reason I'm here talking to you is because I'm also a lawyer. I had about a 20-year career that started with shortly after college going to law school and then practicing as a litigator and then working on the admin side of big law for a long time before I finally stopped and took stock of what it was that I wanted to really do with my life and what I really wanted my career to look like and eventually landed in this coaching world, helping other people do the same thing. Okay. And why was coaching so important to you? So there's kind of two things I want to talk about there. So throughout the course of my 20 or so years in the working world so far, I spent a lot of time doing what I thought I should, right? Taking the next logical step. Oh, I went to college. Now I'll get a job just for a little while because then I need to go to grad school. And then I need, you know, I'm in law school. I need to go work in big law. And then I need to go, you know, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Mm -hmm. And there was a point at which I realized that that was sort of a suffocating way to live. And it wasn't really making me very happy. And that's when I made a transition into the admin side of law firms and really began to work in the world of managing people. And I really liked that part of my job. I liked helping people figure out how they could be more successful. And so when I had the opportunity again a couple of years ago to sort of take stock and evaluate what I wanted to do next, I hired a coach because I wanted to really fully explore all the possibilities rather than just doing something that would be a logical, possible, doable next step and landed on coaching. And so it's about really being in a position to help other people be successful. That's something that brings me joy. And it's the way that I think I can help other people have more joy in their lives. Yeah. And why was it that you hired a coach? Was it just for everything? Was it for career? Uh, It was specifically for career. So I left my admin big law job to go and work in entrepreneurial finance for a handful of years. I was a COO of a small investment firm and had a lot of fun doing that. I effectively got laid off from that job because it just was no longer economically sensible for me to be there. And I had a moment where I was like, oh shoot, I need a new job. And what am I going to do to continue to earn money? And I went right back to the default that we all sit at, which is what can I do? And then let's go apply for all the things I can do and see what happens. And I kind of had a little bit of a wake up of, wait a minute, this is actually an opportunity for me to think about not just what can I do, but what do I want to do? And I knew that that exploration was difficult to do on your own. I wanted a container, a space, some structure, and some tools to explore that. And so that's why I hired a coach. So it was really a a coach to help me figure out the right next thing at that transition point. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were practicing and then you moved over to the administrative side. Was that like HR or were you running a department or like a managing partner? I started running a department, but ultimately ended up as the director of practice support services and of e-discovery at a big litigation shop in Washington, D.C. I had responsibility for the litigation support team. So the technologists who help support litigation work, paralegals, and then 
that particular firm had a large body of on-staff discovery attorneys who assisted with all aspects of litigation discovery related work. And so I was responsible for that group and then also for sort of launching our e-discovery practice when e-discovery just began being a thing. Yeah, I'm in a similar role, kind of similar in that it's big law and I'm managing a department, but I'm managing paralegals Okay. who draft a number of different things for attorneys that we have all over the country. So awesome. it's, yeah. it's kind of like an administrative support type role, which is a lot different than managing actual attorneys. So yes, so I had the opportunity to manage both attorneys and non-attorney legal professionals. Mm-hmm. And it is different. The sort of expectations, some of the challenges that people face were different things. And so, yeah, but I enjoyed both. I really just like working with people. So, yeah. So in your field right now as an executive coach, you don't have to mention all the time that you used to be a lawyer, but when you do mention it, you said that people look at you like you're crazy for leaving. Well, I mean, I think people who don't have a full understanding, right? People look at it from the outside and they say, whoa, you worked at big law firms. Like that must've been a pretty good, pretty good living, pretty good job, high job security. What made you, you know, want to walk away from that? And Mm -hmm. I definitely have had a series sort of, even since leaving the practice of law of curves in the path or left turns that I've been willing to take and maybe take less money in exchange for greater job satisfaction. And so, yeah, sometimes when I say to people, yeah, you know, I'm a lawyer now, I'm an executive coach. They look at me because they're like, why would you not want to be a lawyer? (laughs) And then I also think it just sometimes people think the two activities are really incongruous, right? Like lawyering seems really analytical, very fact-based. Coaching, I think, may be associated with therapy and emotions and life coaching. And so it's like, I don't understand. How does one person do both things? But it's not all that different. Just a little bit of a different context. Will you work with anyone or do you coach former lawyers? I work with all kinds of people. Outside of legal, it's like director and director level bound. And within legal, I work with both people on the admin or sort of professional side of the legal industry, the technologists, the paralegals, and then lawyers, both in-house and at law firms or at small firms. So I work with a lot of people, about half of them are lawyers. Okay. Yes. So you went to Georgetown Law for law school and you thought about getting an MBA or going to law school And I don't know if this is anecdotal, but you flipped the coin and decided law school? Not, yeah, I mean, pretty much, right? Okay. So uh, I worked in between college and law school in a management development program for a large financial services company and ended that program and ended up working for a piece of that company that while I was there got sold. And so we basically, and when I say we, I mean me and my colleagues were kind of hanging out waiting for this merger to happen. And that seemed like the right time to go to grad school. And then I sort of said, well, it's either going to be law or business school. Which one is it? Eh, I think I'll go to law school. I mean, unlike a lot of people, and I respect people who truly love the law and truly want to be a lawyer. That's not the direction that I came from Mm -hmm. at all. I kind of went and said, let's see what happens. I know I'll be employable after this. I don't know exactly where I want to be employed, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's great that you went to law school. You met your husband there. Yeah. Well, I met my husband at a bar while I was in law school. So he, he wasn't at law school. He was in grad school. But uh, yeah, it was lucky that I went there. I met a lot of wonderful people. And actually, I loved law school. Law school was probably three times more fun for me than undergrad was. It was mm-hmm. actually where I fell in love with learning again. And so I'm super glad that I took that path, even if it was maybe like not the obvious one when you figure out where I ended up. And 
from reading your questionnaire, you mentioned a couple of things that you learned from law school. One of the most profound things that I saw was being a professional issue spotter, which yes. is so spot on. Yes. Um, do you find that that helps you as a career coach because you're able to get to the root of what people are saying to you? A hundred percent. I think one of my coaching superpowers, which might sound kind of cheesy, but <laughs> that's how I think about it, is being able to take a whole bunch of information pull out the important bits and sort them into buckets, which if you think about it is exactly what we're taught to do in law school. Yeah. And so I'm just doing it in a different context. Yeah. And less hypotheticals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More what actually is going on instead of pretending or exploring what might happen. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But it's the same process. Yeah. And your mother is a lawyer or she was practicing? So my mom went to law school when I was preschool, kindergarten age. She was an in-house attorney for a large multinational company for the majority of her career and then ended up into public affairs. Okay. But yeah, she's a lawyer and was barred her whole career. Okay. Yeah. And she encouraged you to go to law school or was she supportive mm. of that? She was supportive. I mean, my parents are super supportive of whatever I want to do, but she definitely was in camp MBA. She did not think that I should go to law school. And I'm not entirely sure why, because mm -hmm. the law as a career worked very well for her and she enjoyed it. And so maybe yeah. it was just more about she knew me and knew maybe it wasn't going to be the right long-term fit. Yeah. And it could be, I mean, you said you worked at an investment firm. You thought about getting an MBA. You own your own business now. Yes. So yeah, maybe she knew it in the end, you would end up wanting to go the business route anyway. Are you telling me that we should all just listen to our moms more? I think that's what I heard you say. <laughs> Don't tell my mom that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> so I do think that's interesting because right now you're getting an LLM in tax. So I it am. sounds like you've always been around business, entrepreneurial type things anyway. Yeah, business, yes. Entrepreneurial, no. Like I said, my mom was at one company for her entire career starting after law school. And so I grew up thinking that what you do is you go to college, then you get a graduate degree, then you go find the company that's going to be your home and that is where you stay, right? Mm -hmm. And entrepreneurial never really occurred to me until I had the opportunity to observe it myself and live in it a little bit. And then I was like, oh, this, this is interesting now. Like suddenly I've found the place where it feels fun. And so the LLM and tax, I started when I was working in finance and it made sense in that context. And now I decided just to finish it, but I have this weird twist that I'm considering down the road of tying coaching and estate planning and financial planning together and thinking about how to make all of that work together. But that's like a five, seven year plan, not a right now plan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So with your vision, you know, five, seven years down the road, is that because you did enjoy practicing? I did enjoy practice. Uh, there were certain aspects of practice that I absolutely enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'll ever return fully to practice, but coaching is solving problems. Yeah. Practicing law is solving problems within a structure, right? Tax law is like the epitome of solving problems within a structure. <laughs> and so that's why it appeals to me. And so I don't know if I'll go back all the way to practice, but being able to have that basis to then be able to guide people to have better conversations around money and inheritance and estates, I think could be really powerful and fun. Yeah. And doing it on your own, you wouldn't have to worry about billable diaries. I really don't miss that. <laughs> 
the bane of all big law. Yeah, you know, it's funny, even coaching, like I know some coaches charge by the hour, but I've deliberately set it up so that I just engage with people for a period of time. And so most of my clients that I work with, I work on a quarterly basis Mm -hmm. on purpose so that we don't have to be counting time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it completely gets into you. Yeah, well, you know it. You know you're living the billable hour life when you're standing in the line at the grocery store calculating how many minutes or how mm-hmm. many dollars you've just spent waiting. Yeah, it's ingrained in you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you mentioned that going to law school assisted you with all kinds of business and legal requirements. Yes. So that makes me think of the basic stuff like filing for an LOC or a partnership or maybe a trademark. What else do you think law school helped you with in terms of being a business owner? I think in general, because I've been to law school, I think it gives me a comfort with all things legal. And I know that sounds silly, but as I watch some of my peers who are also starting their own businesses, they struggle with basic, you know, contract review and everything. And you wonder like, what don't I know? And the reality is that you don't have to be an attorney to understand a contract, but there's like this mystique about all this law stuff, right? Right. I have a lot of confidence when it comes to a lot of the pieces of the business and a lot of the pieces of the world because I've been to law school. And so I just am not afraid to dig in and figure it out and try to figure it out on my own without getting help. But I also recognize when I've hit the edge and I need to call in support. Yeah. So the company that you own right now is Grantly Coaching. Yes. And how long have you been executive coach? Well, I've been working under the Grantly umbrella, both doing consulting and coaching for about two years now. I've been working as a coach full-time for just, we're coming up on a year. Okay. You have a book coming out in spring 2021. Do you have any details to share about that book? I can tell you that the tentative working title is The Happiness Recipe, A Powerful Guide to Living What Matters. And Mm -hmm. It's really an action guide to help people figure out how to live in alignment with their priorities. So it starts with helping you figure out what you have in your life and what in your life you want more of and what in your life you want less of. Because the idea is that you're happiest when you're doing more of what matters and less of the rest, right? Which is easy in concept, hard to execute. And then goes through also some mindset work in support of having more of what matters and less of the rest. And then some physical energy matches, you know, sort of matching your time to your priorities. And so just guiding people through that process. The idea being that we should be living happy now, not planning for happy later. And so how to really take stock of what you've got right now and make it work. I think that's really relevant, especially because it's hard to not think about the future. I mean, (sighs) yeah. That's why we grocery shop because you plan <laughs> to be hungry tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's really hard to just live in the moment. Yeah. And it's not realistic to expect to live completely in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to live now in a way that you're planning for the future, but you also need to not postpone happiness. And so many of us do that on the daily. Like we think, oh, well, it's okay if I'm unhappy now because I'm putting in the effort and the time that I need to get the blah later. And that might be true, but it also might be true that you can have more happiness while you're doing it. And so it's just about trying to figure out what the right balance is for you personally and what your own personal happiness recipe looks like so that you can be doing that as much as possible every day while you build what you want to build with your life. And if the pandemic hasn't taught you anything, it sees the day. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I talked to a lot of people, both in the coaching context and just in my life who are really reevaluating, like, what is it that I want my life to look like? And what pace do I want to be living at? And what really matters to me versus what I was just doing because everyone else was doing it? Yeah. Again, might sound cheesy, but I am here 
on this earth at this time to spread joy and have joy. For me, that means helping other people. Mm-hmm. So Becky, did you have any other comments or anything else to share with the audience? No, I mean, I guess I would just say that, you know, the reason I reached out to you and the reason that I told you that I love what you're doing is this idea that, you know, law school can be a platform for so many things and being a lawyer can mean so many things. And so I really just enjoy that you're having this dialogue around all the exciting and interesting things that people are doing who also happen to have gone to law school. Yeah, that's the one thing we all have in common that we went to a law school because outside of your alumni association, There's no other organization that just reaches out to everyone, you know? Yes. Well, thank you so much, Becky. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kyla. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. Subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Leave a comment on our Instagram or Twitter pages. You can find those details in the show description. Feel free to contact me at Kyla at youarealawyer.com. Have a great day.